co-host here, the camera. A lone cloud blocked the sun and cast a thin shadow over the trail. Goosebumps spread across Patricia's arms. She rubbed her exposed shoulders. She needed more than a tank top, at least for the morning. She took a t-shirt from her backpack and put it on. She yawned, wishing for more than to be back home in her bed after a long shower. No, a bath. She wanted to soak forever in a hot bath. Her yawn became a sigh. Tired already, Mick said. He was ahead of her on the trail and wanted to stir. Matricia saw the same disappointment and annoyance of Mick's face. She knew so well about outing with his father. I'm okay, Patricia said, helping Mick didn't, couldn't tell how little she meant the words. Sure you are, Mick said, making no effort at all to hide how little he believed her. Suck it up. You're the one who wanted his trip. I know, Patricia said. I just didn't, just hadn't suspected it'd be this cold. We always go hiking in July. It's late September, Chris. Trish, Mick snapped, and you knew that you'd get stuck, you stuck us, stuck us up, stuck us with this weekend. He couldn't do this July because of my job. You think I didn't know that? You think I have forgotten how many times you mentioned it? Mick, just, you just don't, just don't, Trish, he said. Don't. You finished that, that date, so suck it up. We're here. We got two more days of this, so don't. Patricia didn't move. She was not disappointed when Mick turned and strolled off, particularly quickly disappointed around the bend into the trail. Suck it up, Mick said. Same advice Patricia Daddy gave her so many times. Didn't sound any better coming from a fancy than it had come from her father. Suck it up. Patricia drew a deep breath. Then another shouldered her pack and adjusted its straps, then set out after Mick, moving fast as she could catch up already, although she didn't know why. She was panting when she caught sight of him again, still a distance ahead of her, her on the trail. He was leaning against a tree, watching her. This, that was a good sign, she thought, and an unexpected one. She hadn't expected to see him again so soon, much less to find him waiting for her. Her father had never done that much for her. When she couldn't keep up with Daddy on a hike, a bastard simply left her behind. Maybe Mick was less like Daddy than Patricia assumed. She tried to calm her breathing, not to let Mick see how winded she was. It didn't, didn't, didn't work. The closer she got, the more clearer she could see. He sneered, Daddy sneered. You are out of shape, Mick said. She neared him, as she neared him. And the weight you gained didn't help, does it, Fatty Patty? Patricia didn't know why she ever told Mick about the nickname. The weight of Father Motts and Mercy was long since gone. Before Patricia met Mick, before Daddy died, though, she was still Fatty Patty to her Daddy. When he went, Patricia was aware of the extra weight. If only she knew, if only she knew, she thought. Mick stood straight, raised and flexed his bare arms. Okay, I get it, Superman. Back to the gym when we get home, Patricia said. Don't make promises you cannot keep, won't keep, Mick said. Like you, Patricia said harshly and regretted her words immediately. I'm here, Mick said. You wanted me here, remember? 
So here I am. Keep up. He swung his backpack onto his shoulders and set up again. Set out again, just as fast as before. God damn it, Mick, Patricia said, but not loud enough for him to hear. He took only a minute to catch up as much of out as much of a breath as she could before starting after him. It took more than an hour for Patricia to reach Nick, and only because he found something on the trail. About damn time, Mick said when he reached him. Thought it would have to wait all day. Check it out, he pointed to a cluster of bushes not far off the trail. A wisp of bright red adorned the top of a small shrub. What is it? Patricia said. Fun fag. Flag, said Mick said, and stepped into the bushes, re- reaching to tub the red flag- fabric free from the branches and hold it fry. A bra? Jesus, Mick, don't touch it. You don't know who or how long. Oh, it's fresh, Mick said. He, he made his show sniffing the bra and pressing its lace against his cheek. Not for long, it's my guess. It must have been... They must have been... This big, he's juggling the, of these cups, real ones. Something my man can grab onto. You're disgusting, Patricia said. You've got, you're just, be, just being honest, Mick said. Isn't that what you always say you want honesty? He made the words sound like something foul and obscene. And honestly, Trish, this thing would swallow you up home. of plenty of room to spare. Then again, keep... Gaining weight, pretty fatty fatty, and maybe you'll throw it, grow into it, arsehole. Patricia was sure her father was a bigger arsehole than she ever knew, till she met Mick, few bumps into their relationship after Mick cheated on her. First time and blamed it or her for it, she realised her daddy, though cold and unfit for bathhood, was trying to teach her something. His ways were harsh to her, too harsh, Patricia thought, but his lessons furred a purpose. Wise up, Patty, Patty, he would say, or this world would chew up and spit you out to leave you to what? His words were so, like chisel to stone, sharp and powerful. Patricia's stomach lurched, but she was not about to vomit in front of Mick. She f- f- she'd gotten good at hiding a vomiting from him. She fought down the wave of nausea. Come on, Mick said, stepping deeper into the woods. Try to keep up for once, will you? Where? Up on the hunt. Vic said, on the scent, where there's bra, there's got to be panties, and where there's panties, there's got to be... Patricia didn't hear the rest of a roaring in her ears, was too loud. She had a pretty good idea of what he said, the same word he heard her daddy use more than others. Then once, squeezing her eyes tight against the ear, tears and memories, Patricia stood still in the forest for a long moment before following Mick. This time she didn't lose sight of him. Mick was moving slowly, examining bushes and undergrowth, like some parody of a primitive hunter on the trail of something. He wasn't very good at it, but the way Patricia had been, that father had been, she had gone hunting with Daddy one or two times when she was a kid, and still can remember the way he spotted and followed tracks in rough country. He had no more pleasant... On hunting tricks and hikes, a hunting he moved slower, and Patricia was able to keep up, and challenge was keeping up quietly. Keeping it down, Fatty Patty, Daddy hissed at her. You want to spook every animal in the state? Daddy never hurt, ne- never let her hunt, even though he promised her a lot. 
She would go along, but she'd never get hold of a gun. Only at range she took her to sometimes. He was no more patient than her when it came when it, then, there in the woods. But Patricia showed him. She was a good shot, a natural, better than a pistol, than a rifle, but not so good with a long gun. Deep in the woods, Mick turned towards Patricia. He pressed a finger on his grinning knees, lip down. Patty, Patty, and wrinkled a leering eye as he crept, knelt to pick up some fink. He gazed his fine, he gazed his fine high, another wisp of red fabric. Mick mouth panties and pressed them to his face. Patricia drank down at the waist and vomited without making him sound. Mick draped a bar around his neck and carried the branches like a flag as he moved forwards, well ahead of Patricia. She wished she could f- stop following him, but she couldn't help herself. She had followed him far too far already, and just not just into the forest. The woods of thinned ahead, and Mick stopped, and then lifted a fist, thumbed up. He turned and nodded at Patricia, his leer broader and more disgusting. He waited for her to join him, again she could not help herself. Even before she reached Mick, Patricia could hear from her. Hear her anyway, a woman shrieking, moaning, shouting, and presently crying out, and not with pain, not with pleasure either. Patricia thought a stomach as a ferment rolled. Nobody would make such much noise outside outside a Baltimore home, maybe unless they were faking it. Patricia knew a lot about faking it. She stepped back beside Mac, who was looking down into a little glade. He was breathing heavily. Each inhale and exhale was like a blade of a sawdust across Patricia's flesh. Look and go, he whispered, pointing down at the slope of the hill. Patricia didn't, Patricia didn't look. Let's go, Mick. She said. Not, she said, not whispering. You want you you want to spook up Mick? Sus. Hissed. He grabbed Patricia by the scruff of her neck and forced her to look. A dark-haired woman was viciously riding a man. Her screams and shrieks behind, becoming even louder and louder, even harder to take seriously with each generation. Duration. Mick was taking it seriously, though. Mick could tell. For an instant she thought he would, she would vomit again. It says she twisted free of his grip and spun away from him, just as a ranger emerged from the woods. Patricia caught her breath. The ranger was old, a Latino. She knew like, knew like her daddy. He was white-haired. A park ranger's uniform he wore was threadbare and match-patched. He limped as he sto- stomped towards them. Each firm footstep jingling. Patricia didn't look at the, his feet to see them what made the jingles. She couldn't take her eyes from his face. He looked like Daddy. He looked like Daddy. Would it be Daddy? Would if Daddy was that old? If Daddy had gone the day he turned fifty, when I was when I was twelve, you too like what you're seeing? The ranger asked. His voice more like Daddy than not. What's the fuck? Mick said, turning at the sound of the ranger's voice. What the fuck? The ranger said, his tone still flat. His eyes were flat too. Patricia thought, not a spark of life in them. You keep using your them dirty words, boy. Ought to be ashamed of you. You ought to have more polite in front of a girl. Even one like this. Who? Mick said, why don't you just shush up now? The ranger said, why? 
You might as well shut the fuck up, boy. And a smile for the camera. The, the ranger unslung the camera. Expensive but Patricia thought it a big S.I.L. Alarm with a long lens out of place for the man's shabby uniform. The old rifle slung over his right shoulder. A battered handle, the pistol resting on the scratch and worm holster. On his right, a worn holster on his right hip. What? Mick said. I told you to shut up while I take some pictures from my records. Got to, ki- got to keep good records, keep these woods safe. He snapped two pictures of Mick and turned the lens like a shotgun barrel towards Patricia. Smile for the camera, Fatty Patty, he said, and took more pictures. How? Patricia felt her knees begin to buckle. Just then, Mick's arm was around her waist, holding her up and moving a bit behind him. Presently, she thought, like a father might do, like her own father never had. Now I've got your picture, you two get moving, the ranger said. Get on with it, I've got to take care of them down there. The ranger moved to the glade and jingling sound louder. Patricia looked down, the camera's ranger's boots were new and expensive as his camera. Beautiful polished black leather. He was wearing spurs. Come on, Trish, Patrick said, even before the ranger was fully passed. Did you hear him? Come on. Mick took Patricia's hand hard and jerked it into motion, pulling her along before behind him, though the thick through the thick underbrush. Patricia wanted to say he was hurting her. He was hurting her. They were going the wrong way, deeper into the wood forest instead of back towards the trail. But before she could speak, there was a second there was a sound of rifle shots, and a raised voice shouting at a couple in the glade. Don't you move, either you you don't, you don't move on an inch till I t- tell you to smile for the camera. Patricia held tight to Mick's hands, following whenever he was heading. Following wherever he was heading. Holy shit, Patricia, yeah. what's happened? I don't know. Hurry up, Mick said. A few minutes later, Patricia thought she heard screams. A woman screaming again, not faking this time. Patricia thought he made a man scream too. Her thought heard a man screaming too. Mick moved faster. Patricia did not keep. Her best to keep up the screams from behind didn't stop until two more shots were fired, after which only sounds Patricia heard them at home breathing Mick's and the noises they made as they moved for the forest. Too much noise, Patricia thought. We're going to spook every animal in the state. Patricia didn't know how long they'd been moving. Only the sun had travelled much the way across the sky. She was no idea where they were, only they were nowhere near the trail. They were lost, but she didn't know what to say. Did not want to say that to Nick. There's a place up ahead we can catch our breath, Mick said. We he won't find us there. You were, you know where you are, Patricia said. I always knew where, where we were, Trisha. Mick said, always. Have good times and bad. How more bad and good lately, but you know that too. You'll be okay. we'll be okay, Patricia said. We'll get out of this and we'll be okay. We will. We have to be. We're all, we're already we're already away from him. Mick said, "He's not a problem for us anymore. Or at least he won't be soon." I think he killed the couple. That old man. 
A big wasn't paying attention to her. It emerged into a small clearing with a small aspen at its centre. The dangerous crane was dangling from one of the tree branches. Well, look at that, Trish, Mick said. Patricia remained at the edge of the clearing. I mixed trotted to the aspen and retrieved the camera. Don't you think that's a little weird, Mick? Patricia said and glanced towards the clearing. Let's go. Mick made a show of bringing to life and started at the stairs of the green. Wow, Mick said. Holy shit, come here, Trish. You haven't got to see this. No, I don't want to. Now, Mick said. Patricia walked to Mick and stood beside him near the aspen. Closer, Mick said. You've got to see this shit. Patricia didn't move, and Mick grabbed her, pulled her next to him. Look at it, he said. Mick fumbled through the pictures slowly, jerking Patricia's arm angrily every time she tried to look away. Gorgeous, isn't she, Mick said. She fumbled through a series of new photos of the girl in the glaring, and what a great figure, not a, ba- not a bit of fatty-fatty on her at all. You are so precious, said her. What is it? What is this? Keep watching. The images of the women gave way to a serious height of her riding the man in the glen, then both of them looking straight into the camera, startled and fearful expressions, replacing the ecstasy. We were feigned. There were features just warm, just an image or two before. Now check this out, Mick said, advancing the camera roll. The image showed the girl naked on her knees. She had deep scratches and marks across her. Most of her body, tears streamed down her face. The spurs were a nice touch, Mick said. What do you mean, Patricia said. Look, Mick advanced to the next photo. Patricia thought out a scream. The next thing showed the girl draped. Life is here, top of pile of leaves caked in blood. Mick hit the advance button again. Another photo came into view. It viewed a boyfriend, naked and well, twisted and disfigured. His body marked by deep cuts and scratches, a bullet hole in his forehead. Mick can't advance. The final image showed her empty eyes, staring at the photographer. The perfect polished tip of one boot was clearly visible in the picture, resting on the girl's blood-streaked belly. Real nice, Mick said. Patricia began to back away. Just stay where you are, Patricia, came a voice from behind me. A woman's voice. Patricia turned to see a woman with a glade. From the images, stepped from the forest. That wasn't a mark on her. She was dressed in demi shorts, held to the top, sturdy hiking boots and thick socks. She was holding a pistol, the ranger's holding a pistol, the ranger's pistol, aiming directly at Patricia. Nice job, babe. Mick said. I didn't think I'd ever get the shit washed off, she said. Stepping close to Mick. Let's grab you once we're out of here, Mick said. Let's make it soon, the woman said. Let's get this done and get get gone. Where's there? And the others taken... Almost there, the others taken care of. What do you think, the woman said. Just fucking saw Bobby in the camera and nobody's ever going to be find her now. Or that those damn spurs nearly cut my head. And them dragging him here in the woods. Lucky guys, Mick said with a chuckle. Last thing they got to see was you naked. Yeah... Well, if you ever want to see me naked again, let's let's get over, over this over with. Almost there, Mick said, once and said once over. Just another picture to take of you, Trish, a selfie. In fact, once I get my prints off this thing, Mick plucked the red panties from his pocket and began wiping the glamour green. Nice touch, the woman said. I'll buy you some new ones when we're back in town. Not you were wearing them much. You're wearing them much. The woman 
laughed deep in the throat. Patricia forced herself to look, take a look, slow breath. It didn't help. The two of you? Are you fucking happy? Mucky said, Mick said, maliciously wiped the flammer clean. Have you, has been for a while, for as long as you've been putting up this, putting this whole thing, damn thing together, this? Haven't you figured it out yet, Fatty Patty said. You really are slow, aren't you? They killed those two, the boy, the ranger. Gloria killed them, Mick said. And vowed to stitch her clothes on too, Gloria said with another deep chuckle. Patricia didn't think she ever heard such a horrible, as as horrible as that laugh. And you're next, but you should have figured that out by now. Carrying his own fingertips with the panties, Mick held the camera out to Patricia. Time for the last, one last photo. Patricia moved her hands and protected over her belly. Mick, I'm pregnant. Mick grinned and made, made his eyes wide. Mick, you think that matters, he said. I saw the response box in the trash weeks ago. I've known for a while, Patricia. He took the strap, set in the camera in motion like a potanium. Take it. Patricia reached out with a trembling hand to the camera strap. In it, since she had it in her grasp, she, she, jer- she jerked hard, swinging the camera towards above her as fiercely as she could, and then pivoting to drive the camera's full weight and remember in the side of Gloria's head. Gloria crumpled fast to her knees, a pistol whip sliding from her fingers. Patricia lunged for the gun, but had it and had it up and caught before Mick could move. You bastard, said you fucking bastard. On her knees, Patricia whimped and moaned. Her temple was bloody. Her eyes unfocused. Patricia watched with with something like pleasure as a woman raised the hand of her head and quickly pulled away her red fingers. Mickey, Mickey, she hurt me. Shut up, Patricia said. You sh- you want to spook every animal in the state? Patricia, easy, Mickey said softly. You shut up too, Mickey, Patricia said. She broke my head, Mickey, Gloria whined. A bitch broke my fucking head. It'll be all right, babe, Mick said. No, Patricia said, Patricia, it won't. Patricia stepped back a little bit before pulling the trigger. She didn't want any glorious blood or brains anywhere near her. Mick shuddered. Patricia turned her attention and the pistol to him. Patricia said in his weak voice, Please, please, please what? Patricia said, Please don't kill me. You can't. Think of the baby, Trish. Our poor ba- our baby, Patricia. Ours. No, Patricia said, Not ours. Mick looked surprised. What do you mean? Mick, Patricia said, not ours, not ours. Then whose? But David's, Patricia said. Please, the funny, unreal truth. David, Mick took it a moment. Who? David from work. Oh, Jesus, that chubby arsehole with the braces. Not an arsehole, Mick. Believe it or not, there are people in the world capable of being different than you. Mick scoffed. That when? Fourth of July picnic? I. You what? Patricia, Patricia said. Worthless piece of shit and. That bitch, you hate me that much that you plan to kill me? And just, not just me, but some poor dumb kid who probably thought he was getting lay of his life in the woods. He it wasn't a, he wasn't nobody, he didn't matter. Just a kid Gloria found. Nobody's going to miss him. A ranger, the old man, who was he? An old man, the old man, Mick said. The what old man? What the fuck are you talking about? The ranger, she, you arsehole. You know, you know he looked like my daddy. Your dad, Vic said, what the fuck are you talking about? He was some dumb fucking nigger, willing to dress up 
you from a thorough scare into you a hundred bucks. Patricia paused a moment. She thought at the last words that Daddy said just before he died. Keep an eye out, Patty Patty. A chill washed over. Daddy, I see you now, she said, with glaring eyes. She held the gun steadily, hoping Nick would piss his pants. When he didn't, she had an idea. Patricia's holding the camera strap, carefully not giving me any hint of a chance to do anything any more. Stupid than he never already had. He, she worked her things along the strap, brought the camera up and thumbed it back to life. That's, this is a tough camera to take a beating like that. And still work, Patricia said. Then again, it was Gloria who took the beating, wasn't it? And maybe her head wasn't as hard as it sounded. Patricia laughed, honestly, out and not deep in the root at all. Patricia, please, Mick said. She waited till the dark stain began to spread across his scratch. Smile for the crammer, our soul, Patricia said, and squeezed the trigger in a moment, a single steady motion, just like her father caught her all those years ago.